I'm Liz, your host and the wife and mom behind Unedited Motherhood. Together, we'll talk about all the struggles that we face as adults. Nothing is off limits. We'll uncover important truths and maybe even learn some tips to make our lives a little simpler and a lot more enjoyable. Thanks for joining me. Hello, fellow podcast universe peoples. That was dorky. If you haven't learned that I'm a super dork yet, um, feel free to go check out my first ever Instagram reel. Made it uh, a few days ago. It's a sneak preview to the Awkward Liz show, for sure, which is like a 24-7 thing around here. Anywho, today we're talking about meal planning. I am super duper excited about this episode. I've had a lot of um, friends and family ask me how I meal plan over the years, and I love to share about this topic with people. Throughout this episode, I do talk about the several um, tools that I use to help me with meal planning, um, the primary one being Excel. So I created a separate video uh, that I will share a link to in the show notes back to Instagram, and it is me showing visually all of the different tools that I use. I basically printed off each of the sheets in Excel that I use so that you guys can see those. And I have also put them in the blog post. So if you want to scroll through the blog post and read them rather than watch the video, you can do that. So there's two ways to find this information. I have a few questions that we can talk about together real quick. So one is who is meal planning for? If you're wondering if meal planning is going to be a good fit for you, ask yourself these questions. I have prepared a short survey that I will now administer verbally to you. One, do you find yourself looking at the clock in the afternoon and wondering what the heck you're going to have for dinner? Two, do you work all day and come home with takeout or with nothing and panic because there isn't food planned or prepared for dinner? Three, do you spend more money on food than you'd like to? Number four, do you find yourself eating foods that you normally wouldn't eat because they're either easier to prepare or require less planning or execution? Five, do you enjoy a variety of foods but find yourself cooking the same meals on repeat? And six, do you enjoy organization and planning and being detail-oriented? you raised your hand or answered yes to one or more of these questions, then this meal planning mini course may be for you. The next thing, why should I meal plan? Um, Silliness aside from the survey, I think meal planning is for everyone. Um, Whether you're a mom cooking for your entire family or you're single or married with or without kids, dudes, this is you too. Uh, Meal planning brings so much organization to my life and reduces so much stress. There are so many benefits to meal planning. Aside from the obvious and primary benefit of knowing what's for dinner ahead of time, it can save you not only time, but also money. If you don't love cooking or being in the kitchen regularly, meal planning or batch cooking can really help consolidate that amount of time that you're spending in the kitchen or worrying about what you're going to eat for dinner. 
Next, if you decide that meal planning may in fact be for you, what we're going to do is choose our level of commitment. When setting out on your meal planning adventure, it's important to decide how structured you want your meal plan to be. Are you just going to plan dinners or are you going to plan breakfasts and lunches as well? This is all up to you and what works best with your schedule and lifestyle. If you find yourself skipping breakfast or throwing a bagel or Pop-Tarts at your kids a couple days a week, maybe breakfast prep would be helpful for you. Um, Do you make it a point to pack or prepare a lunch? Or do you end up either buying lunch or eating crummy food because you didn't have a plan? A couple things to consider when you're creating your meal plan. One more thing to consider is how many times a week you would like to cook. Um, Really, this boils down to how many different meals you want to eat in a week um, and how often you want to cook. Uh, I have a friend that preps one breakfast, one lunch, and one dinner meal each week and then eats the same breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the week. Um, She's super busy and this works well for her. I, on the other hand, crave variety, so I cook five days a week. I use the leftovers for lunches um, and leftover dinners that I have planned for the other two days per week. Uh, So just choose what will work best for you and give it a try. If you get a few weeks in and realize you aren't digging this system, then reevaluate, make some changes, and pick back up where you left off. So now we're going to get into the nitty gritty, choosing meals for your plan. Do you already have a collection of recipes that you like to cook? Um, If so, great. This is a great place to start. Um, You want to have a pretty fair amount of recipes on hand, and this depends on how long you want your plan to last you for as well, which we'll get into in a little bit. But I like to have a wide variety of recipes. So if you don't have a collection of recipes that you like, now is the time to do a little bit of homework to gather some up. When I first started meal planning, I would use the reserve of recipes in my brain piece to make up my menu. It was really only enough meals to last about two weeks, and it lacked any enthusiasm. It was, you know, meatloaf and burgers. And I I did have one really good recipe that I haven't done in a while. I might have to add this back in. It was um, hummus-crusted chicken. You put hummus on top of chicken and then baked it and it would like crisp up and it was really good. Um, but anyway, I had a few good recipes, but I did them over and over and over again and we got sick of them. So after that experience, um, I started to look on Pinterest for new recipes. I made boards to organize them. So it was a lot easier to come, come meal planning time. Now, these days I'm at Uber geek level. I have a spreadsheet dedicated to all of my meals. Um, then I have another sheet for all the corresponding things that we're going to discuss in this top in this podcast. But while this may seem extreme to some of you, for me it's necessary. The more prep work I do, the actual meal planning process becomes that much easier. If, like me, you enjoy cooking and being in the kitchen, make sure to include a wide variety of meals for your plan, including some new ones. Uh, If you're not someone who cares to cook and try a lot of new recipes, then start out with a limited variety instead. Do your meal plan for fewer weeks. um, See how you feel after that. And then just remember, you can always add more variety into it if you want. If you are going to be looking for some new recipes and you haven't used Pinterest much for food, let me tell you that it is saturated with recipes. 
Um, if you aren't easily overwhelmed, this is no big deal. Um, I personally get overwhelmed when there's a lot of information in front of me. So I like to be as specific as I can when I'm searching. If I, or if you follow a specific dietary restriction, this can help narrow down the search results. Um, if you don't follow dietary restriction, um, it helps to be as detailed and specific with your searches as you can. Um, because bloggers copy each other, um, a lot of the recipes you'll see will be the same, but just reposted by somebody else. Um, this is a kind of a catch 22. It's frustrating because you're seeing the same thing over and over and you're not getting any variety, but generally it means that the recipe is a winner. When looking for meals and recipes, I prefer to choose from dairy-free and grain-free recipes. Uh, we're not exclusively dairy or grain-free, but the bulk of my meals do revolve around that platform. Um, it's super easy to add grains or dairy into any recipe as I wish, but it's a little trickier to find a substitute for a recipe that already calls for it. Um, I'd say probably 75% of my recipes are paleo or paleo-ish. Um, and then over the years, I've purchased cookbooks from my favorite bloggers. So now when I add um, new meals into my plan, I'm pulling them from there as well. So let me give you an example of looking for a recipe on Pinterest. Um, let's say I want to find a lasagna recipe. While we do eat some dairy in my house, traditional lasagna has way too much dairy um, for us. Totally upset all of our stomachs. Um, I might try searching for a dairy-free lasagna instead and then add my own raw mozzarella or raw parmesan or whatever to that. This significantly reduces the amount of results that I'll have to weed through and eliminate because they had way too much dairy in them. And it also lets me know which recipes are specifically designed for minimal dairy so that the overall taste and outcome won't be super flavor affected. Um, this is one way I circumvent the astronomical number of recipes that pop up when I search for something. Um, I also always vet recipes before saving them. Um, instead of just looking at the picture and being like, oh, that looks good, I always read through the ingredients and the steps to make sure that it's not too complex or doesn't contain any rando ingredients that I'm not going to use again. Uh, once you start, if you spend a lot of time on Pinterest gathering up recipes, you might start to see patterns with some of the, the recipe developers. Um, this is how I found like my favorite, like five favorite food bloggers now. Um, I started seeing the same recipes come up over and over. Um, and then I just started to going, going straight to their blogs to get recipes from there on out. And that eliminates a lot of the anxiety around looking for recipes on Pinterest. Once you have all of your recipes picked out, the next thing you're going to do is organize them. Um, because we eat protein with pretty much every meal, um, or, or animal protein with every meal, I organize mine by the kind of meat. Um, if you don't eat a lot of animal protein or if you have other ideas, which I will get to in a second, I'll give you some ideas, um, you can choose your own category titles. Um, it could be a different ethnic food. It could be anything. Another idea for organizing them is um, by how they're going to be prepared. So crock pot, instant pot, sheet pan, soup, casserole, etc. This might be helpful if your work days vary and the amount of time you'll have to prepare dinner varies as well. Categorizing your meals, regardless of the method, helps to see 
uh, where your tendencies lie and it helps when you go into the next step for plugging them into a weekly plan. So making a weekly template. Now it's time to design our weekly template. Um, For the most seamless planning, I recommend having the same number of categories as days you're planning to cook per week. Of course, you can have more categories than that um, if that's how your template falls and that's what works for you. Especially if you have a ton of recipes, you may want more than just a few categories. Um, But let me give you a couple examples of a weekly template and that may give you an idea of how you want to do it. Now keep in mind, I love to cook, so I choose to cook several days a week, even though I provide, or you know, I have a lot of leftovers. So for my schedule, Mondays are chicken, Tuesdays are ground beef, Wednesdays and Sundays are leftovers, Thursdays are fish, Fridays are pork, lamb, or other, and then Saturdays are other beef recipes. Yours may look something like this. Monday, leftovers, Tuesday, Mexican or American, Wednesdays, leftovers, Thursdays, Oriental, Fridays, leftovers, Saturdays, out to eat, Sunday, Italian or Mediterranean. If you say, nope, we don't do a lot of ethnic food, that doesn't sound good to me either. Here are some other ideas. I did a little bit of fun homework online and found these other themes that people use for their weekly templates. Meatless Monday, Meatloaf Monday, and Mac and Cheese Monday. Taco Tuesday, Thai Tuesday, Turkey Tuesday, Traeger, which is a grill, Tuesday, and Tamale Tuesday. Those are also the same ones for Thursday because they start with a T as well. Tuesday and Thursday, by the way, share themes because they start with a T. And then Wednesday, Whatever Wednesday, which is like a leftover or catch-all. Waffle Wednesday, Wing Wednesday, and What's New Wednesday. I thought that one was fun. That's try a new recipe that you've never tried. Friday, Fish Friday, Frankfurters, Fajita, Freezer Meal, or Fend for Yourself, which essentially means mom doesn't have to cook. Free for all. And then Fa. And then Saturday and Sunday also share themes Seafood, stir-fry, soup, smorgasbord, sandwich, salad, spaghetti, and slow cooker. Um, There are definitely more alliterations that you could come up with. It doesn't have to be an alliteration. You can pick whatever themes you want. These are just some fun ideas I saw online. Um, A few others that aren't alliterations are pasta, breakfast for dinner, oriental, Italian, Mediterranean, Mexican, or all hands on deck, which essentially means the whole family helps prepare the meal, whether it's um, several people helping to cook the food or whether it's um, like pizza where they each get to make their own individual or whatever. This would be more fun for people to have older kids. So now we are moving on to setting up our template. In order to do this next step, you'll need, well, I find it most helpful to do this on an Excel spreadsheet. Um, By this point of the process, I already have all my meals in one sheet, and then I have um, in the next sheet all of the meals broken down by what cut of meat they are. This helps me when um, I'm putting the meals on like my weekly plan on my fridge. 
Um, I can look at my spreadsheet and see, do I need chicken thighs or breasts or um, roast or steak or, you know, flank steak or whatever. Um, So on the sheet that you'll be putting your full meal chart on, I insert the titles that we just talked about, the categories, um, at the head of each column for seven days. Um, if you're going to be planning for leftovers or takeout, those are things that you'll put at the top of those columns as well. Along the left side of the graph, you'll put week numbers. My meal plan is 17 weeks long. Yours can be however long you want it to be. You can start out doing just two or four weeks. You can do 10 weeks, 20, 30, whatever works for you, however many recipes you have and whatever you think is going to work best. For categories that don't have, if you're wanting to do like a 20-week template and you don't have 20 recipes in each category, you'll just loop them to match your longest category. And that's how I landed on 17 weeks. It was because I picked 17, I think, out of my 30 chicken meals that I wanted to put on the menu this time. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to loop my beef and fish and pork recipes to equal 17 weeks if I didn't have to quite double the loop, then I would just cherry pick the ones that I wanted and sprinkle them throughout. When you're plugging all of these meals into your template, a couple things to consider. One, you'll need to make sure your recipes aren't too similar in the, either in the same week or in back-to-back weeks. Um, because I have all of my meals done by protein, um, sometimes I'll have like ground beef tacos and carnitas fall in the same week. So that's something that you'll need to make sure that you catch um, and switch around so that you can prevent that from happening again down the road. Uh, You'll have to play around and find a balance of meals that works together without them being too similar. Um, Another example of meals being either in back-to-back. If they're in a back-to-back week and you don't mind a little bit of repetition, then it's not a big deal. Like for grilled shrimp, we only have fish once a week, so grilled shrimp and shrimp tacos. I wouldn't want those to fall in back-to-back weeks because I want a little bit more variety with fish than that. Um, But whatever works best for you, I just recommend once you're getting all of those meals plugged in, just read back through the weeks and look from Friday to Friday to Friday to make sure you don't have like a roast and then a stew. If you have a beef category, um, those are really similar, so maybe you could switch it up and put like a Mongolian beef in between those. Uh, Once you have this chart completely filled out the way you want it, it's time to move on to implementing the plan. So in addition to having this template built up on your computer, um, I recommend putting your plan somewhere in the kitchen. Um, If not in the kitchen, then maybe in your planner or somewhere else that you'll have easy access. Um, I like to keep mine on the refrigerator. I use a calendar called the Kitchen Companion. It's a weekly calendar that has a grocery list um, on the end of each week so that you can tear it off and take it to the grocery store with you. This calendar has by far been the most helpful thing for me when meal planning over the last three years. Um, It's $15.99. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. It's magnetic. It sticks either on your desk or right on the fridge. Um, It's currently on sale 
though. I looked it up when I was putting the link in my notes. It's $7.99 right now, which I've never seen before, probably because it's the middle of January and it's a 12-month calendar, so they're trying to sell them. Um, but I like to keep mine in the kitchen so that my husband can see the menu too. So if you're interested in getting this menu or this calendar, uh, I'm putting the link on the blog and in the show notes for you to snatch up that deal while you can. Um, I like to keep my calendar in the kitchen so that my husband can see what's on the menu as well. And I also put appointments and things like this on the calendar. It's not just for meal planning. Um, it's nice that it's in an area where everybody can see it. Moving right along to budgeting. Uh, if you've been wanting to have a tighter grocery budget, this is a great time to implement that. Um, for me, it's helpful to set a monthly food budget. And then from there, I budget specifically for meat and then for produce and then for pantry staples. Um, having a set amount that you want to spend on each thing before going to the grocery store will really help you stay on target. I prefer to buy all of my meat at the beginning of the month since it's the biggest chunk of the budget and that gives me um, a better idea of what I can then spend on the remaining categories. I used to get all of my meat in bulk over one weekend at the beginning of the month from Costco and then freeze what I didn't need um, and then pull it out of the freezer as I needed it. A couple of years ago, I switched to ButcherBox. Um, this meat already comes frozen and then I can select the cuts and quantities I want online. Um, I actually have a referral link that will get you $30 off your first box if you're interested in trying it. Um, but before the beginning of each week, usually on Sundays, I write out my grocery list for the produce, pantry, and miscellaneous items. Um, and then I only make one weekly trip to the grocery store. This saves a lot of time, money, and I can just get everything at once and not have to worry about what I'm going to need for a recipe on any given day of the week. So for meal prep, because all of my meat is frozen, I take a weekly little trip back to my deep freezer and grab all the meat that I'm going to need for the week. If the package of meat has more than I need in it, I just stick the rest of it in the fridge and cook up something else with the remainder. Because I'm a stay-at-home mom and my husband and kids are at home with me all day, um, having the extra meat, it goes pretty fast for lunches and whatnot. So... For batch cooking, um, my fridge and freezer space is super tight. Um, so batch cooking and having a lot of leftovers stored in my fridge all at one time is not really a good option for me. Um, spending several hours in the kitchen at one time each week to prepare multiple meals um, would also just be very difficult for me with two littles. Um, also, I like to be in the kitchen. I prefer to spend about an hour in the kitchen each day for dinner. This works best with my schedule. Um, however, like I said, I have a friend that batch cooks and she loves it. She makes one breakfast meal, one lunch meal, one dinner meal. She cooks it all up. She portions it out for seven days and whatever is extra she puts in the freezer for a rainy day. She has an extremely hectic schedule. So this works really well for her and she doesn't mind having the same thing for a week. Um, she's able to pull it out of the fridge, pop it in the toaster oven, and spend very minimal time in the kitchen when it comes to eating. 
Um, if that sounds like a good fit for you, then by all means, go for it. Another way to prep for the week, if you're not into batch cooking, is to wash up all your produce, or at least the produce that won't wilt or spoil. This way, your veggies are prepped in advance, saves you some time when you're ready to cook, and it allows you to have veggies washed, veggies and fruits washed and ready to snack on throughout the week. Um, If you're going to wash them all in advance, um, what you could also do for snacks is go ahead and chop some of them up too. Um, Celery, cucumbers, tomatoes, carrots, strawberries, apples, etc. My kids are super produce eaters, so um, it's always super helpful for me when I wash my produce all at once and put it in the fridge in a way that I can just grab it out and give it straight to them without having to wash and chop it up saves me time too because if I'm in the middle of something I don't have to take a large break to do that Uh, if your evenings are hectic and you don't have a lot of time to prep dinner every day measuring and portioning out other ingredients or preparing sauces and marinades ahead of time may also help so now that we have all of our dinners picked out we've categorized them Um, We're figuring out whether or not we're going to batch cook or meal prep or any of those things. Um, Let's revisit the idea of how many meals we're going to be prepping. Are we just prepping dinner or um, do we think that maybe breakfast or lunch will be a good idea as well? Um, I personally only meal plan for dinners because I cook so many days a week. I usually have enough leftovers to cover most of our lunches throughout the week. And if not, I always... Um, just whip up something quick. You know, my go-tos are tuna salad or chicken salad, pasta, tuna salad. I just keep a couple cans of tuna on hand. Um, chicken salad, I just throw frozen chicken in the instant pot and shred that up. Um, if I'm doing pasta, I like to use a high protein pasta like chickpea or brown rice so that I don't have to cook an extra protein to feel like I'm getting full. Sometimes we'll have grass-fed kielbasa from Costco or chicken sausage or something like that with pasta, but I'm I'm usually pretty cool with just having pasta and uh, marinara sauce on top or even like a little bit of butter and Parmesan cheese. Uh, in my last episode, I answered a question about healthy snack ideas. Um, one of those snack ideas was like a mini charcuterie mini meal, and sometimes we do that for lunch. Um, That's super easy and super quick and delicious, and it's a nice little switch up um, in the middle of the week that doesn't require cooking anything. Also, if you're working outside the home at all, or if you have to get started on working from home at an early time and breakfast time is always crazy and a struggle, then breakfast prep may be something to consider. There's lots of recipes for batch cooking breakfasts. Um, it's really easy to cook breakfast casserole, egg cups, muffins, frittatas, pancakes, whatever in bulk, or at least get them prepped in advance. Um, and that way you have breakfast ready to go in the morning. Eliminate that morning chaos or help eliminate. Can't really fully eliminate that, can you? So next we're going to check and adjust our plan. Um, say you made a 20-week meal plan and you get a week or two in and you realize the structure that you've created is hogwash for you and it just does not work. Um, You don't have to completely throw it out. Hopefully you've made this template in a spreadsheet and you can go back and make some tweaks super easily and pick up where you left off. 
if you find that certain meals take too long to prepare, um, or some of the recipes are just not winners, uh, make a note on your weekly plan on the fridge. Um, and I recommend if you do use the kitchen companion, um, you just tear off the week when the week is over, but I save, I save them and stick them on top of my fridge. And then when I go to do my next, next meal plan, I look back at all of the notes and chicken scratch that I put on those pages. And that helps me, um, check and adjust for my next set of meals. So however often you're going to refresh your plan weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, whatever, um, use those edits when you go back to work on your plan because that will save you a lot of time. Also another thought is to just be flexible and go easy on yourself throughout this process. Um, It's important to be flexible with this process and to go easy on yourself, especially if you're a beginner at meal planning. Um, If you're going to be cooking several times throughout the week, like I am, um, I'm regularly assessing how much food we have in our refrigerator if we have a fridge full of leftovers in the middle of the week, I cross out a meal that's scheduled to be cooked and we just live off of leftovers for a couple more days. Um, if I'm not able to get something from the grocery store that I needed for a recipe, I'll swap it out with a different recipe from the next week. Um, and because I plan for several weeks at one time, it's really easy to flip through my weeks and make these necessary changes And I do all of this with pencil because it gets a little cray-cray if you use a pen. Um, So at this point, it's probably pretty obvious that I'm a super geek when it comes to the meal planning. Um, It's something that I really enjoy. uh, I've been passionate about for a while now. And I'm always looking for ways to make this process more seamless and more useful. Uh, If you're just starting out or my method is a little intense... I totally get it. There are a lot of easy ways to simplify what I've done um, and still have an awesome tool that helps you organize this piece of your life, your cooking. So that's the plan, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode today. I hope you learned something and are inspired to make some changes in the kitchen. And please leave a comment or a review and let me know what you thought about today's topic. And we'll talk next week. I have a special guest on that I'm going to be interviewing, and she is going to be talking about her experience as a foster parent. So tune in next Tuesday for that. Have a great week.